shaping the culture. We talk both culture and theology. Hey, folks, is reading that Bible. We don't claim to have all the answers. Well, I don't know how to word this, but that doesn't stop us from having honest conversations. What is up, everybody? We are back. It's been a while. It's been like two, three weeks since we like recorded slash put out an episode we are just in the process of planting a church so we got a lot on our plate right now so sorry i know i'm trying to post something every week um i'll try to be more consistent uh but i just got a special guest for you guys today uh, i got a friend in the house known him like his whole life <laughs> My whole life, <laughs> <your> whole life. <laughs> what's the difference we're like the same age i'm older uh, uh like by two months not even <laughs> anyways yeah we go back uh we literally let me actually guys give you some context so why i actually have this podcast why i do this podcast is largely uh shaped by our conversations um i know like i don't know if you remember this but like three four or five years ago I was, we would just be having bomb conversations like all the time uh, i remember we were in a bible study it was like me you mickey erm yeah and we were in like first peter and we were in chapter one for like like three four months <laughs> like a long time and we were always like man we should have recorded that conversation or man we should have recorded this bible study and so just due to a lot of like dope conversations i have with this brother um it kind of one of the reasons why i want to start this podcast is because of that i just like i just felt like a lot of the conversations we were having uh were of value and it was helpful and beneficial and even for us to go back play and listen to kind of the things we discussed so that we can meditate and uh practice um so I'm just excited. He's all the way in Vegas, came here to, for a wedding, uh, having a good time, played basketball, ate some good food, had a sleepover. He has grown men having sleepovers out here. <laughs> yeah, even, uh, even when we're married, he's still going to have sleepovers. <laughs> yep. Uh, he is, uh, if you've ever heard him give a sermon, he's a dynamic communicator of the gospel, uh, loves God, serves with his whole heart, has great uh, just a heart and a passion for this next generation. And his, he's full of wisdom, full of content, and it's a true privilege and honor to have him on Shaping the Culture. Ladies and gentlemen, we have YZ. We got Yosef in the building. <laughs> I felt like you were like introducing a, like a rap song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard YZ since the TNG boy. Hey, but. only real ones know. <laughs> hey, we coming back though. TNG might come back. Um, anyway, so we were, um, we, it was like over the phone, we had this conversation like two, three weeks ago because we've, we've talked about doing this podcast for a while, a long time, a long time. Um, and we was just like, what are we going to talk about? And I remember when we were in LA one weekend, we were like going through like different topics, very controversial topics. And you were like, shy, you were shying away from those stuff. <laughs> you weren't trying to get stoned out here. <laughs> Wait, um, was it just me and you or with other people too? No, it was just me and you. Remember okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to name the topics <laughs> on air. But anyway, so we were talking two, three weeks ago about ministry. And we we're like, man, let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about, because you're serving as a youth pastor. I'm serving as a youth and young adult pastor. And we've just got a lot of things that we encourage each other about. We got a lot of things that we push each other towards. Because there's um, not a lot of things in the ministry that are actually that encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> if you're an aspiring pastor, yo, run. <laughs> um, Sometimes I just got to call you up like, Abu, man, like speak some life into you. Bro. <laughs> For real, like vice versa. <laughs> And, uh, and that's like, I, I remember like, I mean, you're in a season right now, I don't know how transparent you want to be, but you're also in a season right now where you're kind of facing it and going through it. And, uh, I know we've had a lot of like great conversations regarding ministry, the heart behind ministry and what it actually means to serve God. Mm-hmm. And so this past Sunday, you were kind of giving a little update to the main congregation or the Mark speaking congregation, cause this is like your home church. Yeah. And you shared something that was like profound. You kind of want to start that off, right? Like. What, what were your aspirations? What was your thought process? What were you thinking when you're like, I'm going to Vegas to be a youth pastor? And then what? how did God meet you there? What ended up happening out there? I mean, uh, definitely like when I, when I moved out to Vegas, this anticipation and this expect, expectation of like, man, like, you know, God is going to do such amazing things. It's going to grow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, you know, one thing that like a lot of people, even within this church were telling me, I mean, like. You know, me and Abu, like, if you guys know us, like, our church has always been speaking in life, like, yo, Mm -hmm. you guys are going to do big things, you guys are going to be great, and a lot of people even were telling me, like, yo, like, this is just going to be a stepping stone, like, youth ministry, (laughs) you you being a youth pastor in Vegas, like, that's not all that God has for you, God has bigger and better things, and so going out to Vegas was was, um, expecting, like, all right, like, 
you know, I'm going to do this maybe for a couple of years, you know, and then like, you know, just like, this is just going to be a platform where like, you know, uh, I don't know, just like God is going to open other doors through this. And I don't know, just kind yeah. of like a learning opportunity. <laughs> and so I went out there like, yeah, like, you know, this is, this is going to be a stepping stone into something else. And God was like, yo, like, this is not your platform. Like you're about to be the stepping stone and, and people are going to like, you know, treat you like a mat and walk all over you. <laughs> and I'm really going to humble you through this process so that you really know what ministry is all about, you know, because I'm, I've always known this, but you know, one thing that Jesus said that like, um, really like has me thinking and, you know, living this out now, um, the disciples, they wanted to be great, you know, and they mm. were arguing amongst themselves, like yeah. who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. But, um, you know, Jesus like didn't like, like negate their aspiration to be great. Like, yeah, you know, it's like the, your, your desire to be great is not a bad thing, right. but how you do it is mm. all that matters mm. to God, mm. you know? Mm. And so he tells his disciples, like if whoever wants to be the greatest in the kingdom of God yeah. has to be the least. Yeah. And so I think youth ministry is a great, great <laughs> training ground for humbleness because especially within the Avisha context, like it's humility at every corner, yeah. you know, um, yeah. preaching sermons to, to youth that, I mean, sometimes like I'll be crying, just feel like, man, just the Holy Spirit's moving. I felt his presence and I'll pray and say amen. And like the youth can't, can't wait to run out of that room, you know, um, and you know, just didn't catch half the sermon <laughs> on their phone. thinking about what they're going to eat for lunch after service. Or, you know, like, what's like, uh, what's really irritating. Like, it's like when you, um, ask somebody like, Oh, like how, how was the sermon or somebody you hear like people talking about the sermon. Yeah. And then, like, the only things that they reflect on are, like, the jokes that you told or, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. the, you know, the illustration you gave, like, that really has nothing to do with even the sermon. Yeah. Like, and planting <laughs> seeds, planting seeds, you know, over and over again. <laughs> God, you grow it. You're faithful. Um, but, you know, just seeing, like, you know, it, it is a humbling process, but that's what I was sharing with the, the Amari con- congregation just, yeah. you know, two years in. You know, God is like, it's more about dying to myself, yeah. dying to, That's to mind so that like, you know, mm. really it's your ministry is about uplifting others and, mm-hmm. you know, getting them higher and not about mm. elevating yourself. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, motives being challenged, but yeah. I think all for a greater good. Yeah. Um, let's get into that. I think like we live in an era, we live like in a day and age where everyone wants to be a pastor. Um, everyone wants to be an Instagram pastor, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I think like that's the distinguishing like Instagram pastor versus actually a pastor. Yeah. Because if you ask somebody like just to serve in the local church or share a word in their local church, like you don't see a lot of people like jumping to that right, like, opportunity. Right. But if it's like, oh, if the platform is big enough, mm-hmm, then you know mm-hmm. anybody can be a pastor. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I think like this is something you and I talk about, but like constantly like this heart check of okay, am I doing this for the likes and the follows or am I really doing this to like serve God? Am I doing this to like further my career? It's like so weird that we even talk about ministry like this nowadays where it's just like, all right, like I'm just gonna build my resume here and then three, four or five years in, I'm just gonna open the door for this opportunity and just like work my way up. And when you look at the scriptures, like ministry wasn't, they, they didn't look at ministry in that way. You know what I mean? Ministry was strictly about serving God and serving his people. And something Steve-O, like our pastor used to say that, like, till this day, I mean, we heard this in high school, but till this day rocked me is Elijah, where Elijah is known by the nation. Uh, he is respected. He is loved. He is trusted. And people are following him. And out of nowhere, God's like, all right, I want you to leave all of that. And I want you to go minister to this widow now. (laughs) And so he leaves the crowd for the one just to serve the one. And he's doing that faithfully, right? And he's not thinking, man, I lost my platform. He's not thinking, man, like people aren't tuning in anymore. He's not thinking, man, people don't love or respect me. Uh, He's serving God, whether it's one person or the crowd, you know? And then when God's like, all right, I need you to bring fire from heaven. He's like, (laughs) I need you to get out of that season and now get back to because and here's the thing that i love about this story god didn't call elijah to to show people how great elijah was god called elijah to show the people how great god was and you know like this wasn't a platform this was not a stepping stone this was an opportunity for him to show the people that followed baal 
God is real. Repent, turn and follow him. Not turn and follow me. <laughs> Not turn and admire me, but you're following a false God. And I'm here strictly to help you understand that there is a God that is serious about his word, serious about his people, serious about his standards. And you need to repent from your ways and turn to that. And uh, I think like nowadays, we look at ministry opportunities as just that, an opportunity to further our career and not necessarily as an opportunity to love people and to serve people and to point them back to Christ. It's often this, you know, ministry is used as a tool to point people to us. And like, it's, it's, it's no longer now about uh, helping people, but like impressing people. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, man, let me be eloquent. Let me be funny. Let me be deep. Let me be inspiring. Let me be uh, what the, and I think like what ministry turns out to be is this place where we feed our ego and we feed our insecurities <laughs> instead of feeding people the truth of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, what, what has this journey been like for you? Because I'm specifically thinking about a time last summer at a conference we were at the Cultivate Conference, where me, <laughs> you had no idea I was going to read this, <laughs> but like me and you had like a hard conversation. I think you remember the moment I'm talking about, yeah. but like, what was that moment like for you and what has that been, what, what has life been like since that moment? So like create a picture, create context to what that moment, like what led to that moment, what was that moment and then what it's been like after that moment. <laughs> yeah like you know this is why i said we should have like prepped before the, the interview i had no idea you were gonna ask me yeah, uh, about that i thought it was gonna be like fluff questions <laughs> you must not listen to shaping the culture <laughs> <laughs> but has it ever been like personal like <laughs> only um, when you're on air <laughs> but um i think people need to hear you know so that we can encourage yeah yeah you know i i think like you know when you were saying <laughs> is there a way we can like edit this <laughs> no go no? We're, we're going bro he's <laughs> taking it all in guys <laughs> so going to cultivate it um you know at that point like i remember i was like a youth pastor for about a, a year at that point and just uh faithfully like week in and week out you know mm -hmm. uh fridays mm -hmm. and even Sundays, just like having to prepare sermons and, mm -hmm. and material all the time and just constantly like, you know, kind of pouring into them. But at the same time, just kind of asking God and, you know, when's, when is it going to be like this kind of like breakthrough kind of moment mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. you know, this youth group is able to grow and mature. Yeah. <clears throat> and even really just kind of like going into like uh, this vision of uh, us becoming our own ministry and mm -hmm. our own church mm -hmm. um, plan. And, and, I, and I think like, the Jesus like you know was really like you know when I was looking at like his ministry it was never really about the crowds mm, you know mm -hmm. um, and I think like what you were saying about like um, your sermons and your ministry about like serving the crowds like you know Jesus served the crowds and and I'm not saying that like having you know mm -hmm. churches and yeah. people approving you is a, is necessarily a bad thing yeah. but um, when you do it for that uh, yeah. that's when like that heart check kind yeah. of comes in yeah. and um, you know when, when you look at like Jesus like his ministry was always focused on the individual yeah. and that's like really where the transformation occurred right. you never see like the crowds like being transformed mm. or, or wowed by his miracles it was always those one on one personal interactions of discipleship um, yeah. that really transformed wow. uh, those those people yeah. uh, I just like my, my favorite passage like Jesus feeds the 5,000 you know early on in his ministry yeah. and his disciples like man like they're probably excited like yo like we just fed 5,000 yeah. and Jesus says like we have to go across the lake to, to the other side yeah. and um you know, I remember John Gray, he kind of, like, talked about, like, how their their mindset of, like, oh, man, what's on the other side? Like, mm -hmm. you know, is it 10,000 people? Is it, like, you know, what, what, what like, this anticipation, yeah. you yeah. know? And then um, they get to the other side, and Jesus is, like, yeah, that's that's what I came here. And there, there's this demon-possessed guy, like, <laughs> running towards them, like, just, oh, just crazy. And, like, you know, um, but in Jesus' mindset, like, he was, like, I, I want to leave the crowd because that one was worth it. And you see this um, in the parable of the 99 mm -hmm. and, the, and the one mm -hmm. lost sheep. Mm -hmm. Like the, the shepherd willing to leave the 99 yeah. to, to find the one. And, yeah. and I think like even in growing ministry and growing even in the youth group context, what, yeah. what I've been learning is it's not necessarily about like, oh, my Sunday sermons or the, mm. the Friday content that I bring out, but yeah. being able to pour into 
uh, an individual yeah. and, and really like thinking about that transformation and that one by one and, and that's what's so unattractive about like yeah. you know um, real life ministry is like you know having to to put in the work and and it's not an easy one time conversion yeah. Billy Graham everybody come to the front of the yeah. room you know yeah. Like, yeah. and um, you know like uh, I, I we, we had that conversation I remember I cultivate like just kind of frustrated that the youth group as a whole wasn't changing but they're not really realizing like wow like but I have individuals mm-hmm. that are transforming mm-hmm. it. I see God's work in them yeah. and not knowing that like, you know, reaching one and teaching one and mm-hmm. enabling one um, leads to the transformation of the whole. Yeah. Um, no, that's, I mean, you see like Jesus spending quality time with the 12. Mm-hmm. One betrays him. Two, really. But like Peter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Only John was at the feet of Jesus on the cross, right? He, he even ran away though, right? Like he ran away when the soldiers came. Like the thing that's like so ironic about all that is imagine like laboring like day in and day out. Like this isn't I'm going to see you next Sunday laboring. This is we're eating together, we're sleeping together, we're traveling together, we're everything is we're doing ministry together. We're coming at Pharisees together. I'm explaining the text to you over and over again because you just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like you're always, I'm over here telling parables and the crowds get it before my own disciples get it. Like <laughs> Always like, what does this mean, Jesus? Right? Like over and over and over again. And then finally, when you're like ready to, this is the pinnacle. This is why he came. He comes for that. And this is what he's been explaining this whole time. And it comes to that point and they totally miss it. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think like, we have to guard ourselves, like, and this is whether you're a pastor or not, just anybody. If you're making a disciple, which is the call for every believer, if you're serving your local context, whether you're on the media team, whether you're on the hospitality team, whether you're on the worship team, like, whatever whatever avenue in which you serve people, like, we have to protect our heart from making results something we do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we're not in charge of results ever. Ever. Like, you know what I mean? And you were talking about that with my brother last week, too, about, like, you know, just put in the work and, like, yeah. leave the results in God's hands. Yeah. Because, you know, you guys are talking about from the business context, but yeah. also within the ministry context. Like, the expectation is what, what's causing, like, these burnouts, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, just being faithful, you know, putting your head to the plow and saying, man, like, God, I'm going to do this not because the people are my reward. Yeah. But you've already, like, done so much in me. Yeah. You've given me the abilities and the talents. Like... I'm just going to be faithful and ultimately you're my reward. Yeah. And like, I'm doing this, that's, like that's not for the applause of the people, yeah. but man, like it, it's God clapping. Yeah. You know? it, yeah. It's God pleased with me. Yeah. And you know, ultimately like to be in his will is the best thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, leaving to, to Vegas uh, was a tough decision because you know, my, my family, my community, my friends, my job, everything was here. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that like, uh, that I really felt God press impressing upon me was like, man, like, my, my will for you, my purpose for you, I want you to go and, and serve there. And what, what I realized like early on in ministry was mm-hmm. like, man, it's better to be in God's will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than to be on the stage with people <laughs> applauding you. Because, That's good. Um, you know, if you're in a, in a season or in a place where you're comfortable, man, like that, that's such a scary place yeah. to be because, um, you know, it's your comfort and your rest is now found in what you can do and what right. you can provide. Right. But man, we see even in the story of the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years, yeah. like when, when God was like, you know, you guys go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of you guys. You're, you're stiff necked, rebellious people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to send my angel ahead yeah. and you know, he's going to deliver you into the promise that I, I made for Abraham. Yeah. Moses says, man, like God, I would rather be right, in your presence right, in the wilderness right, than to right, be in the promised land without right, you. Right. And so, man, like ministry is not just about like, man, like, you know, doing something or just uh, being productive, but man, like it's to be in God's will, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and that's in every aspect, not just yeah. in, in pastoral ministry, yeah. but to just remain in his will where he, where he has you to put, because he will always provide yeah. where, where, where he's planted. You. Right. Right. Um, let me, let me ask you this, like, <clears throat> When you're going through it, right, the frustrations, the ups and downs, what's your anchor? What holds you down? What puts you on the track again? Like, what, what do you turn to? What puts you in the right um, frame of mind? Like, what, what, what is it that you um, trust in, that you go to, to kind of get you back where you need to be? And, like, um, I feel like this, this season of ministry, it's especially something that I'm still going through right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, like, 
youth ministry has exposed me mm. to so many things that I, I mm. even in myself, but mm-hmm. then at the same time, like, I never thought, like, entailed in ministry, you know mm-hmm. I mean? Like, counseling people that have, like, you know, literally, like, you know, psychological problems mm-hmm. that they, you know, need to be hospitalized for. Mm-hmm. Um, man, like, I remember one conference just, like, you know, uh, praying over people who were demon-possessed, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, just uh, even like, you know, I'm a youth pastor, but sometimes like, uh, even like counseling married couples, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm engaged, you know, you like preparing <laughs> for marriage, but I'm like, what? Well, I mean, I've read Ephesians chapter five, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can, I can share with you based on what I know, but nothing of like a, in a practical sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember like one time, like, you know, even praying for a demon possessed, uh, person, like, you know, for, for hours mm-hmm. and like, people are like looking at me like all right pastor like you know you're gonna you're gonna lead the prayer now and i'm just like uh call me brother <laughs> um, pastor <laughs> just uh things that like i i never saw like in 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 that light or mm. that in that expectation and, but um you know i think like what what's been keeping me or what what's keeping like that like keeping me going is definitely like people uh, yeah. accountability people like um pastors friends just like yourself um family that that keep me like keep encouraging me in the word of god keep mm. telling me like yo like you know god is faithful and reminding me of these things but ultimately they just like uh i remember like, even driving hmm. you know thinking of, of, like i was coming to vegas and being called and told, being told like, oh, this, the so-and-so is going through this and so-and-so did this and, you know, this is happening. And I just felt like, man, like I'm, I'm about to go to Minnesota. Like, you know, like I was, I was like, man, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to rest and to, to relax and just being burdened again by like, you know, mm. so many people, different people's mm. problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember like one thing that encouraged me so much was just a worship song came on. You mm. know? I was mm. listening to worship in the, yeah, in the car and I just... Yo, like God, I I can't do this. Like yeah. you know, like I can't hold all these people's problems mm. and my problems and and just try to put 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 on a, a pretend face of yeah. this is oh God is still good. God is still good. You know, mm. um, it was about like just kneeling down and just saying, mm. God, I can't do this. Yeah, and I'm gonna lay it at your feet. All these different challenges, yeah. all these different problems. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, and yeah. I just felt like a sense of peace come upon me. Yeah, again. Um, yeah, that's good. And I think in those trying in hard times it, it's always in that in that moment of prayer and going before god mm-hmm. and just laying it at his feet yeah. and, and receiving his rest yeah because one thing about that's so profound about god's rest it's not like the world's rest mm-hmm. you know god's rest doesn't come with uh, uh, a, a mojito and like a, a sunny beach mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. god's rest comes that's in the good, midst man. of storms yeah god's rest comes yeah. in, in in the midst of severe trial yeah that we're, you know in, in in any situation mm-hmm. god is able to bless you yeah. with rest yeah because your 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 peace it doesn't come from your situation it yeah. comes from him yeah and nothing can touch him nothing yeah um what what is it so like you you, you touched on something i mean like you're on the way back home for vacation one thing I learned very early is like there is no clock in, clock out, right? <laughs> Ministry doesn't stop when you leave your office. Ministry doesn't stop when it's the weekend. Um, how do you, how do you position yourself to serve people at all times? Like, what is it? Is it like you said, bringing it to the Lord, or is there, um, you know, do you? I don't know. What What do you do to help you be effective? And you know, because as we we said earlier, like ministry is not this. Okay, I'm gonna come Sunday morning. I'm going to wow you with this like message and then I'm going to go see you again next week. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like life on life in the muck, in the mire. And when it's difficult, celebrating with people, crying with people, um, walking with people, like, how do you like kind of keep your sanity and all of that? Cause that's for me, like if I were to speak personally, like that's something like I'm in this season trying to figure out, trying to juggle and trying to f- like, what's the balance? Because there are seasons where, you know, it's a little slower. There are seasons where it's just like high pace, just intensity, like left and right always. And at the same time, in order for you to be effective in serving people, you have to be in the right state of mind. Your heart has to be in the right place. Uh, what does it look like for you to serve people effectively and not just like, we're not talking about impressing people. We're talking about serving people. Uh, I think like, you know, with the story of Elijah that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. your greatest defeat, it comes at the cusp of your greatest victory, mm. you know? Mm. And I think, 
as like you Ooh, know you gotta break that down huh? <laughs> you gotta break that down <laughs> yeah like uh you know, meaning like um you're like don't ever get fooled into thinking like hmm. i'm great and spirit you know spiritually i'm great physically i'm great everything mm-hmm. is going great yeah um i feel like we have to anticipate um and just be prepared at all times mm-hmm. like the that first peter like gird your loins you <laughs> yeah. know get, get ready at all times yeah um, yeah and, and i think it, in ministry i think sometimes like one of the things that Mm. that's been a challenge to me it's like not like praying and seeking God out like Sunday morning before the service mm. but praying and you know just being in worship like after the service yeah. you're like I know like I'm probably not gonna teach or preach uh, maybe for a couple of days but man God like I, I need you to protect me from my pride yeah. because it's in our humbleness that like God it always gives grace you know scripture yeah. says like God gives grace to the humble yeah. but he opposes the proud yeah. and I think um mm. Mm-hmm. not letting your victories get to your head yeah. and not letting your defeats get to your yeah. head but just yeah. in, in every state of mind in every situation yeah. just um, and so in ministry what, what's been helping me kind of you know uh, be prepared is to always be filled mm-hmm. um, you know it's not like I, I think that the, there's a challenge sometimes like you know especially when you're teaching week in and week out multiple yeah. times a week yeah. and people expecting from you you kind of go into your word trying mm-hmm. to prepare it for somebody mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. or you you pray for somebody else's needs or what, mm-hmm. what other people are going through yeah but being able to like really just be refreshed yourself yeah to sit at the feet of jesus for yourself yeah to let him pour into you and that's a constant thing that you always need to because yeah. like in the busyness of it like yeah you can you can feel like oh i'm at church like every single day you know <laughs> i'm around christians every, yeah. I, I don't even know non-christians anymore yeah and, but like that's um, real you know, it, it really, like, it, you can trick yourself in, in your mind into thinking, like, oh, I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm yeah, doing great. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, like, Judas, like, was Jesus for, was, he was with Jesus for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, but that didn't make him a real disciple of yeah. Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's constantly, like, just knowing, oh, you know, like, it's not about my environment. It's about my headspace and, and pouring in God's word for me, pouring in worship for me. Uh, pouring in prayer like just even for myself yeah before i even start thinking about let me serve other people yeah um, i know like so you said this earlier but this is like i think it's also applicable here like we really have to believe that we're not above what we teach mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think like a lot of the times like you said when we're reading it's oh that's gonna hit this person oh <laughs> and you had that person in mind yeah <laughs> well, i hope this person comes to church yeah. today <laughs> I hope like, they don't come to church today. <laughs> for real. Um, and it's just like, I mean, we're, we're like telling ourselves right now, actually. Like, <laughs> um, but it's just like, man, like this is, and if it doesn't minister to you first, like it won't minister to, I, maybe it will. Actually, I don't want to like <laughs> say something like that, but I really believe like you yourself are most effective when you are, you've bought into what you're proclaiming. You know what exactly. I mean? And I think, and, and people can like, you know, people, the people that are listening to what you're saying, like they can tell mm-hmm. when it's something really like from your own personal life, from your own heart that you're speaking to. And you genuinely like believe in this word rather than like, I'm just going to teach this because yeah. it's, it's scripture. You know, you yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think like, if we don't believe what we're preaching, if we don't abide by what we're preaching, I think like we're, we're, I don't know, like we're literally perpetuating uh, a way of living or a relationship with the word of God or even uh, a heart posture to God that isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, we need to like, con- like my constant prayer is like, Lord, like I want to do this out of love for you. Like I want to be in love with you and out of that love for you just share freely you know what i mean and i think like a lot of the times like we get so caught up in like the politics like i talk to like a lot of young guys from throughout the states that just call in and ask for advice like what should i be doing or how do i handle this or how do i go about this and i was like all right like that's all cool that's amazing but how do we get to a place where we start with just in love with God. I feel like a lot of our problems would be solved if we were in love with God. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like uh, every person like who, who starts off ministry starts off because they love God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like it's hard to maintain that. Like, yeah. Just making sure that that's still the motive. Yeah. Um, because 
you know, it, at, at some point, like, it can just become a job. It can yeah. just become a duty. Yeah. And, like, you know, whether I feel it or not, like, there's nobody else to, to, yeah. to, to take my place today. Yeah. And so it has to, like, be constantly an effort to remain in the love of God. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's not just, oh, I started off great. It's about finishing. Yeah. Finishing well, too. Yeah. Yeah. And not even being self-righteous about asking for that either. Because I... <laughs> it's easy to even know okay god my heart's not here give it to me and your heart's not really you don't really want it you know and i remember like a couple weeks ago i was like lord like just break my heart you know these like really like beautiful (laughs) prayers like these i'm like god like i just want to love your people and i want to you know take me to that place where it's just like me and you again and all this and this past saturday you know i get into bed around like 11 midnight you know we were we're at the wedding and I was like, I'm about to have a good night's rest. Like, I'm not preaching tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be... I was up till 5 a.m., bro. Really? 5 a.m., burdened with people's... Issues. Like, I just on my knees praying constantly. And then I'm like, all right. You were praying because like, you knew I would be sharing the word, right? Like, <laughs> God, uh, please uh, don't let them say any heresies. <laughs> please, God, protect the, protect my flock. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, like, praying and be like, all right, God. Okay, I think I said enough getting back into bed. And I still can't, so I got to get back on my knees, like, just like this back and forth, like, in the word being burdened by what was said. And I was like, I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, this is what God wants. You know what I mean? This is, he ultimately desired us to spend time with him, to be with him. And from that place, literally, I'm not teaching this week either. I know I don't preach till next week. I, <laughs> the sermon came, like, that night. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just like beautiful how even the things that we wrestle with, the things that we uh, just have a hard time with come so naturally when we're in his presence, mm-hmm. when we're like with him. When we're, and that's not to say don't do your due diligence and your studies and your understanding and all that good stuff. But it is to say, I think the heart posture or your relationship with God in a lot of ways will direct and lead how you serve people. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of the times like, you know, first John talks about this, like, how could you say you love? a God that you can't see if you don't love the brother that you do see Mm. you know and a lot of times like if we're not if we're not in this to really um to really understand that these are eternal souls like just like that the weight of that you know (laughs) have you ever been to like Applebee's or like a restaurant and you look at your waiter or your waitress or you just look around and you think you just stop for a moment and realize like every single one of these people are eternal beings whether they spend it in heaven or in hell. And that is weighty. You know what mm. I mean? That is like weighty. It's no longer, how can I get liked? How could I uh, be impressive? How, it's, it's like, how could I help? How could I serve? And so I think in a lot of ways, like if we don't let what we're um, preaching serve us, like we will be of no value to those that we're trying to reach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, what, what would be your advice for like somebody that's like, hey, I think I'm called to this. Like, hey, I, I want to serve in this capacity. Um, and I don't know what their context is. I don't know what they've seen growing up. I don't know what they're... Because me and you were talking about this too, how like you thought youth ministry is just like ordering pizza and like having a good sermon. <laughs> you didn't know you'd be casting out demons. You didn't know like all these little things, right? Um, what would you be your advice for somebody that wants to serve in this capa- this capacity and really like um, help people know God? You know, I mean, first of all, like I think it, it is a heart check. Like, you know, what it, when you envision ministry, what does it uh, entail? You know, are you looking at like you know, elevation church and oh man, like, you know, I, I want, I want something like that. Or are you looking at, you know, like, are you even like stacking chairs? Like, you know, are you Ooh. even like, um, serving in, in that capacity? Cause a lot of times like, um, we're so hindered, like we, we want God to, to give us the throne, yeah. but you know, we're not willing to like watch the flock you know, yeah. in the, in the yeah. story of David. Yeah. It's like, it was because he was faithful with the sheep that God enabled him and blessed him with the, with the kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, are you faithful with what you're doing right yeah. now? Like, you know, um, before the position, before the title, um, are you willing to, to bend low and, yeah. and really just humble yourself and, you know, like um, allow the, 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 the calling and the positions to come to itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, God, uh, he honors those who are faithful and like even what what's like, motivating me now is just understanding like yo like let me just be faithful um in in whatever capacity let me just be faithful in um in in this or in that whatever god has called me to whatever is before me whatever i last heard him tell me to do Mm -hmm. let me just faithfully 
do that yeah. and just let God open the doors, you know, because I mean, with even with uh, the opportunity with your church right now with uh, Parazim and, and how things are just opening up, like, I feel like a, a lot has to do with like, just faith, being faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think let God be the one who opens the doors. And, and as far as like, you know, checking your calling, your gifting, do other people see this as well is, mm-hmm. a, is a good marker, um, you know. Uh, what is your passion? What is your motive? Um, mm. Can you see yourself doing anything else? If you can, don't do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, uh, you know, in the story of uh, Abraham, like, you know, when he was going up to sacrifice Isaac, um, it, it's the scripture says that he was carrying the fire and the knife and he placed the wood for the mm. burnt offering upon Isaac. Um but, you know, we, we look at, like, that, that story and just see that as, like, the, the greatest uh, sa- act of sacrifice, you know, because mm-hmm. it's even referenced it even within the New Testament. But one thing that, like, really, like, God impressed upon my heart was, like, man, like, before God, uh, before Abraham could offer up Isaac and sacrifice Isaac, um, it says he himself, like, Abraham was carrying the knife and the fire. And, mm-hmm. and it's really about, you know, like, before he ever could kill Isaac, like, yeah. Abraham had to die to himself. Exactly. And that's what ministry yeah. has, has been teaching me a lot. Like, yeah. you're, like, just dying to self. And so, yeah. um, just your character. And I, I think, like, God prepares you as you go. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think, like, when I started, I was, like, the, the best qualified youth pastor or the best qualified in, in any aspect to, to really be doing this. But I think God in his faithfulness and in his calling, because ultimately... God is more faithful to our calling mm-hmm. than, than we are to yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have given up so many different yeah. times, but yeah. if it wasn't for God's faithfulness, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't really be here. And That's so good. just remain faithful to Him and just know that even when we're unfaithful, like Scripture says, that God is still faithful yeah. um, and just faithfully do like your Father does. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I think also, like, with the heart check and comparison, like, I know for the longest it was always like we got to be this mega church we got to like have this kind of success you know mm-hmm. and i remember like going to the village church this year to get some training and they rolled out a stat that i had never heard before and they were saying how if you have more than 300 members you are in the top like 20 percent of like churches in america well 20 percent or like 10 or 5 percent if you have over 3,000, you're in the 10 percent 10%? 10% of okay. churches, right? Meaning, like, 80% of churches have less than 300 members. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm only comparing to myself, like, with these, like, 10 percenters, you know what I mean? Like, these people that I have. And I think, like, I think, like, the biggest heart check is, you know, God, like, revealed this to me a while ago. It's just, like, sometimes we have to surrender the way we want to serve God to actually serve God. Mm, that's, you know what I mean? Really good. I think like we have to surrender. Okay, God, I want to I want to I want to I want to love on people this way and then they have to get it this way to actually love people and let God let them get it when they need to get it and how they get it. You know mm. what I mean? Or God like I'll only be a part of this church if X Y and Z and it's just like what if that isn't the case? Are you still going to serve me? You know what I mean? And I think like with what you were saying, this idea, like in order for Isaac to be sacrificed, Abraham had to die to himself. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know, like Isaac was like this promised child. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to bring the nations through him. Yeah. And it was like, wait, wait, God, like I thought, I thought this was the way that you were going to bless me. Yeah. Uh, this isn't God's voice. Like I'm, I'm not going to hear it. Yeah. But um, it was really like Abraham, like saying, okay, like God, like, I think Romans it expounds on this further. Like Abraham had faith in God that he could even raise him yeah. from the dead, and so yeah. just allowing yeah. God to to be God, you yeah. know, and leaving like again, like in the beginning, we were talking about like, leaving the the results in His hands. Yeah, um, the the route to life is death. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think like our culture is bombarding us with this thought that in order to get ahead, you got to live. Mm. In order to make it, you got to live. And it's like this upside down kingdom we see in scripture where, no, 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 if you, if you want to get ahead, you got to die, right? Like what you brought up earlier, like God doesn't, um, he doesn't get on his disciples for talking about who's the greatest. It's how, right? It's not who's first, it's who's last. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, somebody slaps you in the face, you turn the other cheek. You know what I mean? You don't like 
hit back. You know what I mean? And our culture is always, oh, they say this to you. This is how you, you know, that you hit back this way. You, <laughs> you respond this way. You react this way. And I think like God is serious. Like he's really, I think like my biggest, I'll tell you my, my biggest fear is having success uh, materially or having success in the eyes of people, but being a failure in the eyes of God. Wow. To to be at a place where maybe the numbers are there, the money is there, the influence is there, the impact is there, but God is just like, I'm just done with you. You know, like you, when, when was the last time you spent time with me? When was the last time you cared about what I cared about? When was the last time you followed me leading you and not what would, what would benefit you? And I, and I, and I think like if I would, the only, the advice I would give anybody that's aspiring to serve God in this capacity and i think this goes for anybody who's trying to serve god period which is all of us you gotta die like you you gotta die like seriously <laughs> like if, if i remember we had a conference like our first new year's conference perizim did like three years ago we brought out felix pastor felix and he's like you're too alive man you're too alive <laughs> like you gotta die to yourself and he gave this amazing illustration of how he was in in a state where he was helping out this church you know, he, the pastor there wasn't really a teacher. He just planted the church. And what ended up happening was uh, Felix started teaching. They started to grow. They started to have influence. Money started coming in. And the pastor was like, oh, like, this is what's going on. I'm going to take half the member, like all of the members and start my own church because people love him and not me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, Felix was like, yo, like, it's two, three weeks in, and he's like, where's, where's everybody at, you know? Like, people are just keep, they just keep leaving one by one. And I'll never forget this. Um, he, like, found out that the pastor, like, went behind his back and took, like, all of the members. And, he, and he's like, yo, I didn't even want to do this. Like, I'm over here helping you, <laughs> and you, you know, pull this trick. And so what ended up happening was he ran into the pastor one day somewhere, and, you know, of course he's feeling some type of way, like, oh my goodness, like this person went behind. My, I mean, I'm here trying to help and serve you and you went behind my back and you took all the ones that were giving. Mm. Hello. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, 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 and, and so he had an opportunity in that moment to like feel some type of way or actually have a conversation with him. Turns out he's not really a teacher. So people are like complaining. So what Felix decides to do, like, I'll never forget this story. Yo. He's like, all right, I'll write your sermons. And so he starts writing his sermons. People are loving it. Good, right? Like he died to himself to serve, right? But this is the one that was like the killer for me. I think it was like a couple months later. I don't know. I don't know the timeline. Maybe some time had passed. And he ran into one of the ladies that were first a part of the church, but not left. Do you remember this? Yeah, I remember this. (laughs) And she was like, you know, I'm so glad like I left. You know, our pastor has been really giving the word, you know? And she didn't know that he was writing the word, you know what I mean? And in that moment, he could have been like, that's my message, you know? Like, I'm, But he, like, died himself. He's like, man, praise God, you know? Because he knew it wasn't about him. Like, if, if she is growing in her faith, if she is falling more in love with Jesus, who cares where the credit goes? The true credit goes to God, you know? And I think for me, like, I'm not there. I haven't mastered this yet, but... And those who know me know I'm petty, but I just like, <laughs> I just want to be, <laughs> I want to be at a place where like, I'm totally dead to myself and I'm serving God from that place, you know, um, whatever, whatever it is, pastor or not, whether I'm like stacking chairs, whatever it is, like, I want to be in a place where, um, I'm alive in him and dead to me because I will constantly want to be in a position where I'm being noticed, I'm being respected, I'm being praised, I'm being uh, I'm being um, loved. I'm being. I have a greater platform, and I, I don't think like like my my whole thing is like yeah. I mean, we live in a day and age now where people love pastors. What's going to happen when they don't? How many more people are going to want to sign up? How many more people are going to post sermon clips on their Instagram? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and and I think like we have to check our heart and see. Okay, are we doing this really because this is to serve and honor God, or is this really a reflection of what the culture is preaching? You know, you know, like uh, one one quote that like I always uh, like remind myself uh, the magnitude of my service or my ministry or you know whatever that I do for God will never exceed the magnitude of my relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I have like mm-hmm. such a, a low time like spent with Him, time invested in that place, yeah. like a, a, 
a small like even amount of affection and love in just suspending God's presence like yeah. it'll reflect in in how I serve people in, in interactions like because like I'm trying to get validation from people where I was supposed to be validated mm. in God's mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. Jesus never cared about the crowd's opinion because he, he was so invested in what God had to say yeah. about it yeah and, you know, one, of my, one of my most favorite like you know uh, 400 years of silence Jesus gets baptized the heavens open up the dove like you know ascends upon his shoulders and God says like this is my son um, whom I love and with him I am well pleased like yeah. man like right away like you, you see like in the the level of relationship that he has with God like first of all like he receives identity mm-hmm. he receives validation like mm-hmm. God is pleased with him mm-hmm. and he, he receives that love like mm-hmm. man like I love you yeah. and so like there's nothing else like this world can ever offer like yeah. even like Satan tries to tempt him like mm-hmm. I'll give you this I'll give yeah. you platform I'll give yeah. you influence and Jesus like I don't need it yeah. like, because I'm mm-hmm. already validated yeah. by God yeah. I'm already affirmed and approved by him That's good. I don't need you you people to, to validate me yeah. so you people um, huh? <laughs> you people you people <laughs> for real though yeah um, and, and I think, like, it always comes to, like, you know, like, um, constantly checking your heart. What is your motive? What is your yeah. motive? Constantly, like, because there's so many different layers to, yeah. like, pride as well. Because yeah. there's, there's times where, like, oh, yeah, I'm not prideful. I'm being humble. Look at me. Like, I'm a youth pastor, and, you know, I'm not asking for anything. But then, like, you know, God will just, like, something will happen, and then he'll just show me, like, yo, you weren't really humble to begin with. It was, like, a false humility. And, like, it's, like, a deeper, deep, deeper, like, um, it's so deep-rooted within us. Like, yeah. Um, and you're just also always like like you were saying like it has to come with like dying to yourself it mm-hmm. has to come with denying and just like yo and then like not to be discouraged I think sometimes like when we yeah. catch that moment of pride within us and we're like oh man like I'm a failure or, like you know yeah. I'm, I still got it wrong yeah. but to be able to like encourage yourself like okay I found it I see the problem yeah. and now God like here take this from me yeah. because uh, the one who does a heart surgery is God himself yeah. it's not like oh, I messed up. All right, God, like, let me go away from you for a second, fix this up, and yeah. then come back to you. Yeah. Because yeah. we always tell people, like, come as you are, yeah. but we as ministers never come as we are before mm. God, you know? Wow, Because um, yeah. Jesus, he, um, I'm sorry, the word of God in Deuteronomy says, like, um, give me your hearts yeah. for the purpose that I, might cir- like, that I may circumcise it for the purpose that you may love me. Like, you, you see, like, even in Old Testament theology, like, yeah. God is telling them, like, yo, your love for me is never going to come from yourselves. Yeah. It, it's always in, give me your heart. Yeah. Let me uh, circumcise or like, you know, take out the parts that are not of me. Yeah. Put it back into you and yeah. help, help you to love me. Right. Um, even Ezekiel, you know, 36, like, you know, he talks about how I will remove, this is yeah. a, a New Testament pro- prophecy, but he says, I will remove from you your heart of stone yeah. and give you a heart of flesh, put my spirit in you and move you to yeah. obey my laws yeah. and my decrees. Yeah. Yeah. This love for God, it comes from God. Um, agape love like it, it isn't like a love that we can even find within ourselves right. it's only found in God's love and so if you ever like catch yourself in ministry like doubting God's love or plan God's yeah. plan or God's purposes it always goes back to mm-hmm. being refueled in mm-hmm. I think the greatest test of our understanding of the gospel is what happens when we do fall short do we mm-hmm. run to him or away from him yeah. you know and I think that that reveals what we really believe God thinks about us, what he wants to do with us, and what he thinks about our failures. You know what I mean? Because idolatry is basically like forming a God in your own image. Mm. And, you know, like, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean we we don't suffer from idolatry. A lot of times, like, uh, our version of God isn't the God of the Bible. It's the God of who we would be if Mm -hmm, we were God, you know? mm -hmm. And so if we're temperamental or impatient with people, (laughs) we find ourselves being, oh, God is impatient with me, or God is mad at me, or God is... I mean, I would be frustrated with me, so God must be frustrated with me. Right, right. And so I think uh, the biggest service that we can do for ourselves is taking ourselves off of the pedestal. Yeah. Because, like, even in, like, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, like, us trying to be humble or, like, oh, man, like, I'm so sorry, God. Even in our motivation for asking or for, for like, you know, repenting, mm-hmm. is it is it, like... Who are we repenting to? Right. Is it like ourselves? The, the God? Yeah. Like, man, I'm sorry myself that I fell short of my own standards, or <laughs> God, I'm sorry that like you know you are such a patient and loving God, but I'm sorry that I fell short of your standards. Yeah. Because like, there's so much freedom. Yeah. In letting God be God. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. be you. Yeah. But um, you know, with ministry or with like pedestals of any sort, it's there's always that thing of like, 
oh, I'm going to elevate myself and I'm going to keep myself elevated. Yeah. That's a tiring, tiring, tiring process. That's real. Because it's always competitive. Like you're, <laughs> you're always like, you're never happy for somebody else. You're never like joyful <laughs> in other people's like accomplishments. You're, yeah. you're so focused on, just like that older brother, like, you know, in the parable yeah. of the two sons, like, where, where's my where's my sheep and my goat like you know like and you're never happy like your brother came home right you know? right um, right and that that's like such a thing in, in ministry like this this competitive nature yeah yeah i mean like just a different angle same uh analogy with the you know like yo don't make god in your image we're made in his image mm-hmm. right yeah. and i think part of the problem is a lot of the times that you said this but we fall bad when we violate our own standards but we we don't care when we violate God's standards. You know what I mean? Because here's here's the true test for me. If if I this is what this is what the heart check I do. Okay, God, if I care about your standards and not my standards, my heart breaks when I'm speeding on the freeway. Mm. My heart breaks when I'm lying, even if it's a white lie. My heart breaks even when I'm comparing or I suffer for jealousy. Like like I don't like because my standards like jealousy is not a big deal. It's like man, it actually can serve as a motivation in a lot of senses, right? But it's like, okay, God, like if I really care about what you have to say and the standard that you set for me, um, big or small in my standards or my ways, I'm going to follow it and I'm going to ask God to give me a heart to see it the way you see it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that, that we got to do that. You know, even in ministry, it's just like we got to redefine success. We got to redefine standards. We got to redefine pursuits. We got to redefine service. We got to redefine worship because I think the wrong things are being talked about. The wrong things are being like nowadays, like. The pressure for a pastor is not necessarily um, <laughs> like, do you love people? It's it's like, do you got the lights? Do you got the instruments? What's your social media platform look like? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Um, you got that all in check. All right, cool. Who do you know? Who, who's your network? How many conferences have you spoken at? Like, well, wasn't it funny? I think uh, it was Aaron who uh, sent us like uh, a job description of some kind of church in Denver. Yeah, and they were like, oh yeah, um, what we're looking for, we. You know, we'll we'll like our tithe will cover your salary, but um, we're looking for someone who can speak exactly like Stephen Furtick. And in in the job description, it literally said like, it's okay even if you just like, just, like regurgitate his sermons. No. Like, you know. <laughs> and you like see, I didn't we, see that. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my what? Like, oh um, my and gosh. so you you don't want a pastor like you want, like. An idol, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> For real, though, <laughs> and it's just like it's crazy, like that. Like we're we're getting to this point of like um, we're idolizing people mm-hmm. and not trying to. We're not in awe of God. Yeah. Like, literally, like, what a low standard. Mm. What a low standard. No wonder people are bored in church because humans aren't great. <laughs> like, humans, they have your attention for how long? And then, oh, yep. I'm bored with this message. He's not as great as I thought he was. Or, oh, okay. He uh, fell in this sin. I thought he would. He and would be the guy that we'd be rooting for. But, you know, it's just like, yo. And, and I feel like, you know, when we, like, expect someone or a message like so-and-so, and, and not to, like, be hating on any of these people. No, not God at all. is using them in their own lane, in their own platform. Exactly. But I've, what I've noticed is, like, you know, uh, a lot of these people who, like, uh, ascribe to these people, um, when they come to church, they're like, oh, you don't speak like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So that must mean like, uh, I didn't get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. And so like, rather than expecting like the Holy Spirit and the word of God to mm-hmm. speak to them, mm-hmm. oh, unless you sound like this person, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't really care what mm-hmm. you have to say. Mm-hmm. And they miss like, they miss it. The, 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 the purpose of the local church. They yeah. miss like, That's the good. accountability. They miss like, man, like even in those sermons, like, because sometimes like, you know, the hardest hitting sermons for me haven't even come from like great speakers you know mm. it was just my heart posture yeah, and like on, just man. this expectation of yeah. man, like i'm here and, and it, sometimes like the pastors won't even show up or like <laughs> it'll be like uh, some secondary speaker and like they'll just read a passage yeah but like in the times where i'm like god i'm hungry for you yeah. and i need something from you and i want your word to speak to me you know like god just pours it out like yeah. no other and so yeah. our expectation is not even on the pastor but on the God behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's mm-hmm. like church becomes church and God yeah. is always moving. God is always speaking. But if our expectation is like, you know, like you sound like so-and-so, like uh, <laughs> even Jesus, he said like, my sheep, they know my voice. Right. You know? Like, are we after like God's mm-hmm. voice or are mm-hmm. we like listening for like 
the man, the human yeah. voice or man's voice. Yeah, because if if we're listening for God and for those who actually belong to God and know His voice, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Stephen Furtick or even your mom with an accent, <laughs> <laughs> or it doesn't matter if it's this secondary speaker, or it doesn't matter if it's the main pastor. It doesn't matter if it's the the person at your job. It is you know it's like you're moved and drawn by God. Because it's a heart posture. It's like, a heart posture. Yeah. Like the difference between hearing and listening. Like mm-hmm. you know, in in the in the in the Hebrew, like you know, like it's like um, there's this, there's a difference when 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 God talks about like these people, they have ears but they don't hear. Like uh, well, I mean, like obviously, like they all not all of Israel literally were deaf. He's talking about like their heart posture. Like they're hearing yeah. what I'm saying, but they're not listening. Yeah. You know, because yeah. listening is associated with obedience, and so if you're not. <laughs> Walking in obedience, you're not really hearing what I'm saying. You're not yeah. listening to what I'm saying. Exactly, um, exactly. Man, the standards are so off. Yeah. <laughs> um, we set the bar so low, and we set the bar so low. One thing um, in our home groups um, a couple thirty days ago, we um, we were going through Revelation two, where he's talking to the church of Ephesus, and God's like, "Hey, come back to your first love." So we had like a fire conversation about what it looks like to come back to our first love. And then afterwards, it was like 9, 10 p.m. We're like, guys, let's, let's watch American Gospel. I don't know if you've like seen the documentary. Uh, I've seen part of it. Fire. But one thing that was said in that documentary was like, why do we keep comparing ourselves to figures in the scripture? Like everyone, everybody wants to talk about David taking down the Goliath. But like the sermon even you gave this Sunday, nobody wants to talk about how he had a man murdered. <laughs> cheated on his his wives right like like the the standard isn't david the standard is jesus you mm-hmm. know what i mean like we're not to be like paul we're like to be christ, like christ you know we're not to be like um joseph the, the aim isn't to be like joseph the aim is to be like jesus joseph is a foreshadow joseph is a picture of who our messiah is you know mm-hmm. and i feel like that's what we do a lot of the times is oh you got to be this person you got to do this thing and then you'll be successful Nah, like success is only one. Only one person was successful, and that was Jesus on the cross yeah. 2,000 years ago. You know what I mean? And out of that success, we have success, you know? And so we got to, like, reprioritize um, what we think is successful or what's impactful or what would honor God or what God would be pleased with. <laughs> In uh, Hebrews chapter, uh, I think it's chapter 11, it says, Abraham, like, you know, when you, when you think about, like, the story of Abraham, like him being a man of faith, uh, when it talks about Hebrew, like, he he died without seeing like uh, what was promised. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean like what, like God promised him like yo I'm gonna make you a father of many nations. Yeah. You know like count the sand, count the stars. Like <laughs> these are gonna be your descendants. Yeah. But Abraham died seeing one one child. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like <laughs> like not even like uh, like twelve kids. I like, know he died like with one child. Like and uh, and he like he died saying God was faithful. But it, it talks about how, like, it says uh, Abraham was looking forward to a city mm-hmm. whose oh, foundation, mm-hmm. whose architect, mm-hmm. and whose builder was God. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to, like, man, like, all those years of following God and, and following in his promises, it wasn't so much, like, man, like, do I have the promise yet? Do I have the promise yet? Looking at the baby crib, looking at the womb. Yeah. You no, know, he was looking at heaven, yeah. looking at, uh, at God and just saying, man, like, yo. You're you're the one who's who's the architect of this yeah, plan. Yeah. You're the one who's the builder of this plan. Yeah. And ultimately this building is gonna be, be built on your foundation. Yeah, good, when man. we view ministry in that way, <laughs> come on man. Like yo, like I can have one kid in my class, like, you know, <laughs> the only one listening. And you know, I'm just like, yo God, I'm not looking at this child like this. I'm not I'm not like I'm looking at you. Yeah, you know, I'm looking yeah. at what you're building. Yeah. And knowing that ministry is not it's not my ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing that the church is not my church. Yeah. It's God's church. Come it's, on, man. it's go it goes according to his blueprints yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's ultimately the foundation of it all yeah you know, like it takes Dang, off so, so much of that burden yeah. because man like i'm just looking at this heavenly kingdom mm-hmm. um because if, if abraham was like looking at this earth and like yo like god mm. you failed miserably in your promises you know, like uh, <laughs> i could have gotten one child i mean i had ishmael you know what i mean um but but if we're looking at like you know god's design and god's purpose and god's work like i could i could die you know mm-hmm. and like 
according to this world, be a nobody. Failure. But in heaven, just be known. Yeah. In, throughout history, throughout the, the books of the Bible, Abraham mentioned over and, and over mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. Um, because God is ultimately faithful. It wasn't mm-hmm. even Abraham's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. It was God's mm-hmm. faithfulness to, him, to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good, man. You know, I just realized, like, we got the ball rolling and we just went back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, man, this podcast has been some time now. <laughs> like, we got to figure out a way to end this. And I don't, but this is what our conversations look like. Yeah. Essentially, this is not like, we forgot the mic because you were like nervous in the beginning. Yeah. Like, what am I going to say? What am I do? <laughs> By the end of it, you just revelation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is like, I'm glad that you guys got to sit in on just like a, it's kind of like what conversations look like between me and Yelsa. This is honestly what we do. Like, this is how we encourage each other. This is how... We edify each other. This is like the kind of like friendship we built our, mm. uh, this is kind of the thing. These are the things that we built our friendship off of. And uh, I really encourage you guys to like get people around you that love the word, love you and love growth, you know? And uh, do you have any last uh, thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Um, like, I think we have to end it the way we started it. Like ministry is dying to self. Yeah. Um, yeah. And ultimately the the person that we follow and we try to emulate is jesus christ yeah and you know his ministry like it it blew up when he died right like it was after his death that (laughs) dang (laughs) and so he was long gone (laughs) it's in it's in our dying to ourselves that really like god god can begin um and so uh and i and i really you know i appreciate you having me on this podcast um, you know, in, in this uh, Sunday sermon, we were talking about, you know, David and, and how he felt, he, how he fell in his sin mm-hmm. with Bathsheba. And I was like, you know, when I was reading that, I was like, man, like, thank God for Nathan, you know, mm-hmm. that, thank God that like David even allowed him to have a voice mm-hmm. in his life mm-hmm. to be able to correct him mm-hmm. in his sin, to be mm-hmm. able to, to call him out. Um, and I think like in ministry, whether like you're a pastor or anybody, yeah. just to have people in your life that like, yo, I'm going to call you out. And, you know, I'm going to challenge you mm-hmm. because I love you mm-hmm. and I love like what God is doing in mm-hmm. you. And, and I feel like that's what our friendship has always been like. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've had our differences and you know, even like even growing up, like my dad was, would always be like, yo, like, why are you and Abu friends? Like you guys aren't even like really like the same type of people yeah. um, in, in the outward sense. But like, yeah. I think like growing our, our friendship has just blossomed throughout so many different seasons because we've always been able to like just be real yeah. to be um, honest with one another and like i remember like you'd always be like check your heart and you just like <laughs> push my chest so hard and it would hurt physically but then even spiritually i'm like oh my, my heart like <laughs> and, and you know just being able to like challenge one another to encourage one another and all that through the word of god and that foundation that we have in in christ and so yeah um, it's just such a beautiful thing and i encourage every listener like yeah you know, don't don't ever feel like alone or isolated like you'll find yeah. community find like you know real friends that like that don't just encourage you based on like mm-hmm. on the flesh you know because like mm-hmm. i see a lot of that like oh our mm-hmm. friendship is like oh you go girl you know you, you're all that and you know like as guys we hype each other up on these things yeah. but those are just so superficial yeah like encourage yeah. each other in the word of god encourage yeah. each other yeah. in, in spirit you know? and then when you say like i'm praying for you like actually take time to pray yeah. for them yeah um and just be genuine because like yeah that's how god's community grows yeah um the, the sycamore tree in california is probably mm. like the the tallest tree in the world it grows like to the, to the capacity of 300 feet. Mm. I was watching a documentary about them and you know the in the documentary they were talking about like the reason why like the tree can grow so high is because of its root system. Like mm. its root system is so intertwined with other sycamore trees that like it enables it to yeah. grow to its full potential. Yeah. But if I took like a sycamore seed and tried to plant it by itself, it would never reach that like that height yeah. it would grow maybe like 50 to 100 feet yeah and like just in that same way that like god has designed us to live in community to fellowship in community yeah and it's when our root systems and our lives are so intertwined that we are able to push yeah. one another to the level that we need to reach yeah. for god's glory yeah yeah for god's glory yeah. <laughs> bringing it back to the standard <laughs> not for your personal success because exactly. <laughs> you can be a failure by this world standard but god be glorified in it yeah. you know but god's glory is ultimately our success that's good, man. Yeah. So I, I echo everything he said. I think friendship is key. Um, I mean, we, we always joke around about this, but I honestly believe, like, I don't think I would be here without our friendship. 
um, not just on a ministry level, but even just on a like Christian level, you know what I mean? And so just get people around you that um, see the heart of God and care about your personal growth and is able to say the tough things, you know, because I know like you and I have conversations and you probably get annoyed sometimes and I'm like challenged. And I remember one time you're like, like dang I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that <laughs> and like vice versa you're, you're able to like say things about me and I'm like dang bro yeah, like, I feel so. like we've had both like had those conversations where like we've called each other up like I'm done I'm done <laughs> like, I'm applying to grad school right now <laughs> I've already paid the administration fee and everything yeah and I'm like no Abu like you know I, I understand your frustration <laughs> I, I remember literally calling you one day saying that. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's pay fifty five dollars. <laughs> I'm done with these people, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so that that's um you know, you know, God said um in Genesis, let us make man in our image. Mm-hmm. Um, plural. You know, he didn't say let's make man in my image, like because God himself, the Godhead, is a community. Mm. And so when he created us, he created us for a community, you know. And we're, we're made to reflect him. And that's when we're reflecting him the best. I think that's when we're living at the, like the best life ever. That's when we're at most, when we're at, at peace the most and, and, and all that good stuff. And so um, find people. You will not make it if you're alone. And uh, A, if you're trying to serve God on any capacity, I know we talked a lot about um, the, the con- we talked from the context of pastoral ministry, but really from any context, which everybody, I mean, if you don't know your call is to serve people, you're already in trouble. Um, it's so funny. Growing up, I used to think that pastors were the ones that did the work of the ministry until Ephesians 4 came into my life. <laughs> and Ephesians 4 simply states that the pastors are there to equip people for the work of the ministry. <laughs> sound like you said the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't say that. Maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Ephesians 4 says they're there to equip the people for the work of the ministry. And so get plugged in into your local church. Be a blessing to your, your your community and serve in whatever capacity. That's what God would have of you. That's where, I, I tr- trust me, you would come alive in that situation and you will grow the most. I always say if you want to look like God, serve God. Because mm. it's as you're serving him that he gets to really expose who you love, who you worship, what you're after, who you're really like, what your patience looks like, what your love capacity is. And in that, in that context, God transforms you and makes you more like him. And so serve your community and uh, don't do it alone. And uh, yeah, any last thoughts, words? I know. No, all right. Until next time, shaping the culture, peace and love. Bye.